Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the I'm Afraid of Everything podcast. This is Nina, your anxious best friend, and this is episode three, Your Brain on Anxiety. So in the last episode, we talked about coming to terms with the fact that you may have anxiety for the rest of your life. If you missed that, you definitely missed the best analogy I have ever made. So check that out if you want to know what color my hair actually is. Spoiler alert, it's not that cute. In this episode, I'm going to tell you how your learning style can be used to combat anxiety. Now, you're probably thinking, my learning style, that thing that I haven't thought about since middle school? Well, I'm going to have you think about it today. Are you auditory? Do you remember conversations for weeks after you've had them? Do people only need to tell you things once for you to remember it? Are you kinesthetic? Do you learn best by doing things and creating? How about my visual friends out there? Can you remember the outfit your friend was wearing to that awful wedding you went to where the bride looked orange from her spray tan? Honey, you might be visual. These are some easy ways to work through your anxiety while using your learning style as a base in order to lessen some of the physical effects of anxiety. It's worth noting here, I told you I would probably say this every episode, and here it is. I'm not a doctor. This isn't medical advice. These are tips and techniques I've tried on myself, the ultimate guinea pig, and suggested to others because I believe they're effective and the results are noticeable. Now, obviously, everyone is different, and you might try something I suggest and say, hmm, that didn't do anything that's fine. So start with these techniques and build from there because at least you're eliminating something that didn't work. You can tweak and play until you feel like it's working for you. And I know I mentioned in the last episode that anxiety can be really comfortable, but these are some tips that we're going to talk about where you can make overcoming your anxiety or accomplishing the things that make you anxious just as comfortable as your anxiety. So let's jump into some of these techniques. Now, I'm a visual and tactile person. I learn best by watching and by physically doing. So knowing this about myself caused me to think, if this is how my brain is wired, can I take that information to other parts of my life? I totally can. So Let me paint the picture for you where I am recording this podcast. I'm in my apartment. I have some candles lit. I have my diffuser running. The lights are pretty mellow. And I'm sitting in my favorite chair snuggled into my favorite blanket. I'm wearing my favorite jeans, my fuzzy slippers, and a hoodie. My apartment is obsessively clean And from where I'm sitting, I can't see any clutter or mess. Let me say that again. I can't see any clutter or mess. That's not saying that there isn't clutter or mess. I just can't see it from where I'm sitting. I know my calendar is full, my laundry basket is messy, and there is a to-do list a mile long. But right now, I can't see it. 
because my first priority is making myself as comfortable as I possibly can in order to do something that, quite frankly, makes me very anxious. The fact that I'm recording this podcast doesn't mean that it doesn't make me anxious. So why does it matter where I'm doing this podcast other than the fact that I've told you how clean my apartment is and that I need to do my laundry today. It all goes back to being visual and tactile. Did you notice what I said? I can't see my mess and I feel warm and fuzzy and I'm wearing my favorite jeans, a hoodie, and a pair of slippers. Am I cold? No. It's Florida in March. It's not cold, but I feel comfortable as I'm talking about something that makes me anxious. So do you know your learning style? Do you know how your brain is wired to receive information? If you do, start there. How can you visually tell yourself that things are okay and there's nothing to be anxious about? How can you physically tell yourself that there is nothing wrong? Can you transmit a message to your brain that tells you that everything is okay and that you are safe? So while I'm doing something that causes me anxiety, recording this podcast... Like I said, I'm using every other sense I can to tell my brain there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm physically enveloped in warmth and comfort. I'm not going to be recording this podcast in five-inch heels and a short skirt because that doesn't feel comfortable. That isn't physically comforting. I'm not going to record this podcast with a pile of bills in front of me or sitting in front of my laundry because those are visual triggers of my anxiety. Take a look at the space around you. Is there something you can physically remove right now? Can you stick your stack of mail in a drawer? Can you put your to-do list in your purse? Maybe you move that half-finished project into a different room. Does that mean I don't have mess in my apartment? Like I said, no. It just means that I've temporarily removed it from where I am so I can remove the anxiety it causes and focus on the task at hand. This is probably my favorite anxiety management technique because it's so simple and you can do it anywhere. Now, one caveat, don't put your electric bill in a drawer where you're going to forget about it. Don't put your to-do list underneath a pile of books where you're never going to find it. Put it someplace where when you need it, you can find it because there's nothing worse than walking around your apartment saying, well, this was supposed to make me less anxious. I swear when I put it away, I told myself, I'll remember where it is because I do that a lot when I stash things and now I have one designated drawer for mail or maybe things that 
aren't as urgent, things that I don't want to see right now, but that I know I will need later. So find one spot if you're going to stash any type of important paperwork that you might want to find later. So here are some things you can do if you're a visual learner like me. Like I said, you can hide away clutter in pretty boxes. Maybe you go to TJ Maxx and buy a couple pretty boxes and hide away your pens and your makeup and things that just visually cause a lot of chaos. Make your bed in the morning. Your mother was right. There's something really great about coming home to a freshly made bed. It makes you feel like there's nothing wrong in the world. Maybe you write a to-do list or a calendar, but like I said, keep it in a place where you're not staring at it all day. I actually have a certain place in my apartment where I sit in order to do the tasks that make me anxious, like paying my bills. It's another visually calming place, similar to where I record my podcast, and it's my visual reminder that when I leave this place, I'm going to leave the anxiety about that task there as well. Now, if you have a word or a phrase that you meditate on when you get anxious, create a physical reminder of that mantra or meditation word where you can see it and have a visual reminder of that mantra. That's good if you're a tactile learner too, the act of actually creating something to reduce your anxiety. So if you are a tactile learner, maybe it's certain textures that help soothe your anxiety. Me, I love soft and fuzzy textures. I sleep with a weighted blanket or a hoodie to mimic the effects of a hug, and that alone has made a huge difference in how well I sleep. If you see me walking through a store, I touch everything, and I definitely get stopped by the soft and fuzzies. I've heard that fidget spinners and those tactile cubes are great for helping you concentrate, But for me, the act of fidgeting makes me more anxious because my body associates the rapid movement with the idea that something must be wrong. It's that fight or flight symptom in your brain that if I'm doing something really quickly, it makes my brain think that something must be wrong. So... If I'm doing something that makes me anxious, like making a phone call to someone I do not want to talk to, but I have to make this call, I will make the call while I'm walking around my apartment. The physical movement releases some of the anxiety that is caused. So for you, a fidget spinner might work, but for me, it's slow and deliberate walking around my apartment. For a tactile learner, maybe it's temperature. If you feel overly cold, that might cause your anxiety to increase. If you're sweating because it's so hot, maybe that will trigger some anxiety because, again, you're physically feeling like there's a reason to be anxious. From my own experience, my anxiety absolutely melts away if I get a hug, except if I'm having a panic attack, but that's an entirely different episode. And if that hug just so happens to come from a tall, handsome, well-dressed man, (laughs) it's all the better. 
Everyone has their preferences, and I have a short list of people who give excellent hugs. I could definitely use one right now. Um, moving on. <laughs> if you're an auditory person, maybe you get rid of that ticking clock that you can actually hear the second hand moving in favor of a digital clock. Maybe it's a constant stream of Yo-Yo Ma playing as you check your email. Side note, a teacher once told me that listening to classical music helps you retain information. Something about the musical structure of classical music helps your brain function, so it's just one more reason why Yo-Yo Ma rules. <laughs> I found that actually saying my mantras or power phrases or meditation words, whatever you use, Saying them out loud to myself is so much more powerful than saying them in my brain. A friend of mine actually recorded herself saying her mantras out loud and would listen to them every morning like her own personalized pep talk. You might be sitting here thinking, Nina, I don't know if I'm a tactile learner or a visual learner or an auditory learner. I don't know if soft and fuzzy textures or smooth and cold textures are going to be better. I don't have a clock that ticks in the background. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's every time you hear that air conditioner kick on, the buzzing of the machine makes you anxious and makes you feel like something's wrong. Now, you can't fix that yourself, but you could call someone to see maybe there's a way it can be quieter. Maybe you work in a freezing cold office where you can't change the temperature. Can you move the vent so it's not blowing directly on you or bring a sweater? Sometimes there are limitations to what you can and can't do in order to change something that's making you anxious. But there is always a way to mitigate some of that anxiety and make it a healthier situation. What we need to remember is that anxiety is a learned condition. And therefore, we can teach our brain to react differently. It's important to know how your brain receives information because each situation is different. And therefore, each solution will be different. Is there something that I forgot? Drop a comment and tell me what your learning style is and how you're using that to combat your anxiety. Have you tried any of these techniques? Let me know what you think about them or let me know who gives the best hugs. Until next time, this is your anxious best friend Nina from the I'm Afraid of Everything podcast. Peace be with you.